Welcome to the thrivingat60.com podcast, the number one motivational show on the planet. No more sour days for you. It's time to make lemons into lemonade every day. This is a podcast where we help you thrive, not just survive. We help you accept who you are, not where you are, by discovering and inquiring into how to turn lemons into lemonade. Are you ready for the roller coaster ride of a lifetime? Tired of feeling let down? Tired of the lemons life keeps handing you? We can help you make every day a lemonade day. It's time to put those lemons in a blender. Let's go on an amazing and exciting, unpredictable journey of discovery. We know champions sit in the front seat, so make sure your seatbelt is fast and tight. One, two, three, let's go. When you have an attitude of gratitude, people just want to hang with you. Introducing the woman who believes ordinary stands for extraordinary, the host of Thriving at 60, Wendy B. Welcome, this is Wendy B, and I'm a life coach, and I started this podcast because I believe ordinary people become extraordinary people. What makes them extraordinary is sometimes the adversity they have lived through, and who have they become regardless of those circumstances. Sometimes it's the little acts of kindness they bestow on people, one act of kindness at a time. I believe that most of us have the ability to thrive, not just survive. My intention is to cause curiosity, excitement, to thought-provoke, to cause people to alter their thinking. And when people alter their thinking, they create a new future for oneself, a new future that wasn't going to happen if you didn't alter or question your old views. This could cause unpredictable results that could make a permanent difference in your life and in the lives of people around you. I want to motivate and help people of all ages, particularly women, 50 to 110, fulfill their dreams. I want people to experience being excited about their life. Are you excited? This podcast is to inspire and motivate you right now for you to take action today on your purpose, your dreams. Maybe some of you don't know your purpose or your dreams, or you're resigned they could never happen. Regardless of age, regardless of your circumstances, I will motivate and inspire you one step at a time to turn lemons into lemonade. It's never too late to start. Would you like freedom and power regardless of what life throws at you? It's easy to live life when life is working, but true power, true freedom is having freedom and power when our circumstances are ugh. This podcast is when we get handed lemons. How fast can you make lemonade? Life isn't just about surviving. What does it take to thrive emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially? So today I want to talk on a, a topic that came up in our last Al-Anon meeting. And the topic was manipulation. And, um, you know, and, and I'm just going to read something from How Al-Anon Works, which is our little Bible. That's on page 97 and 98. And how Al-Anon works this is we're also wise to examine our motives when we find ourselves repeatedly airing the same thoughts. It is marvelous to be able to express ourselves, but do we have a hidden agenda? When we state our feelings about the actions of another person for the fourth time, it's likely we're trying to make that person change those actions rather than simply trying to share openly. Or perhaps we are attempting to influence other people's reactions to someone we love. Do we reiterate the same point, hoping to find just the right words or the right moment to get a particular response? 
This is not self-expression. This is manipulation. By examining our motives, we can better stop ourselves from sabotaging the healthy interchange of ideas we are trying to cultivate. And there was another uh, book, um, Courage to Change, on page 314. It says, we humans are wonderfully adaptable. We find creative solutions to impossible situations. One coping skill that some of us develop is manipulating other people in order to get what we want. Alcoholism can create such a threatening environment that manipulation seems necessary. Today, with the help of Al-Anon, we are learning to do more than merely survive, and such manipulation becomes unnecessary and unacceptable. In Al-Anon, we learn healthier ways to meet our needs and to behave towards others. Manipulation has been a normal part of my life for so long that I forgot how to have a discussion or make a straightforward request. If I wanted someone to do the dishes, I tried to make them feel guilty by telling them how much I had done for them, or I complained that they never did their part. It never occurred to me that I could simply and politely ask for what I wanted, or that I could accept my request being turned down. But I'm learning, a day at a time, I'm learning. Today, I'm creating a better way of living free of guilt and deception. We can choose to behave with personal integrity, not because it will make someone else feel better, but because it reflects a way of living that enriches and heals us. And then I decided to look up the um, dictionary, uh, one of the dictionary uh, definitions of manipulation is the skill of controlling or using something or someone uh, to manage or influence skillfully, especially in an unfair manner to manipulate manipulate people's feelings. And over and over and over again, I heard in the Al-Anon rooms that um, they didn't ask uh, people to do things for them because uh, they felt if they asked the alcoholic, um, they it, the alcoholic would just give lip, lip service or the person would just give lip service and not do it. So then they felt betrayed. <clears throat> They felt it was easier to do it themselves. My personal opinion is to ask for help and let them know if it is not done by a particular time, you'll hire someone or ask someone else uh, to get the work done. It, you know, if I feel I have to do everything myself, then I get to be a martyr, and I'm, I'm really not interested in being a martyr. And before Helena and I was a martyr a lot, just to be liked. I thought if I did something, you'd do it back, but that's not necessarily true. I remember my Elanon sponsor saying that manipulation was a form of control. And to say something more than twice, look at your motives and what, what you know, and she said it, she had to ask someone more than twice, what was she trying to get someone to do? Was she trying to get someone to do something? And if I hint that I want to go somewhere or do something, that can be a form of manipulation that, um, that can backfire. Why not just ask? My, uh, you know, my son-in-law asked to borrow uh, my charge card at an event we were at, and um, um, and I asked, uh, "Do you have the money?" And he said, "Oh yeah, I have the money. Uh, I'll bring it to you the next day." And then, um, the next day happened, and I said, "Where's your money?" And he said, "Oh, I, I didn't. Um, I had the money, but it was to pay other bills." So I had to say to him, "So you use my charge card knowingly that I would have to pay that off." Um, how are you going to pay me? And I felt manipulated because um, 
I didn't, you know, a lot of people knew me in the course. So if I took, you know, went up to them and said, hey, cancel this charge card, it could be embarrassing for them. Um, and uh, um, and so uh, I worked out a, a payment plan, but I felt totally manipulated in that. And I told them that would never happen again. Uh, you know, I, I felt manipulated into doing something I normally wouldn't do. Um, maybe I'm a soft, soft touch. You know, my daughter, uh, my youngest daughter said, Mommy, will you please, please, please? Sometimes I know I'm being manipulated and I'm okay. I, I, but, you know, I, I could say no, but I go along with the situation. Another form of manipulation um, is if you loved me, you, would, you wouldn't drink or you wouldn't lie or you wouldn't do certain things. And that is a form of manipulation. It's not the truth. Uh, shaming someone can be a form of manipulation, you know, forcing them to try to change them. I'll do, and, and another thing, I'll do this if you do that. If the intent is beneficial to both parties, that's okay. Um, but I, I've learned to make requests. People are big enough to say yes or no. I always have to look at my motives. Uh, why am I making this request? And 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 another thing is, if someone offers me something, is it freely given? You know, because if there's an obligation or I have to be beholden, if I accept that gift or help, I'm just unwilling. I'm just unwilling. Uh, you know, um, am. You know, I'm just unwilling if, 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 uh, unless they're specific on what they want. Um, you know, if they, it, 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 really, the truth is that it needs to be given freely. And, and then, you know, if I'm offering to do something for people, when I have to look at, well, what are my motives? Can I, can I offer to do this freely with no expectation that, I, you know, I don't want them beholding to me? And, um, and if I do have an expectation, I, I need to uh, be specific of what I expect in return. And there has to be a mutual agreement. If there's not mutual agreement, then no, that, that's nonsense, you know. And in uh, how Al-Anon works, there was a, uh, a little um, story about, um, uh, it says, it is entirely up to us to determine what is acceptable acceptable to us and what is not. The same behavior that is intolerable to one person won't bother another person at all. This is on page 92 at How Al-Anon Works. Our personal limits, however, do not dictate a code of behavior for others. Limits are not threats or methods of manipulation. They are merely facts. They state, I will leave the party if I feel uncomfortable around other people's drinking, rather than, I better not catch you drinking at this party, or promise me you won't drink this time. Certainly there are times when it is highly appropriate to communicate our limits to those who might be affected by them, but we should consider our motives first. Are we informing them of factual information they deserve to have, or are we using limits as a way of trying to force change? We might also pause before voicing the, these limits to be sure we are prepared to follow through. Otherwise, we risk seriously diminishing our credibility and diminishing our own self-esteem. So in closing, we're exploring how to thrive, whether we are 10 or 110 and beyond. 
and we're looking at manipulation. Where do you see yourself manipulating people or people manipulating you? And then, you know, what new action could you take right now that could make a difference? Um, could you put a boundary in? Um, where do you find yourself um, controlling or uh, manipulating uh, a situation? And if you let go of that kind of control, what what could be the outcome? It might be better than you think. So uh, I ask you this question, what are you committed to, you know, and what's your motive? And start taking new actions from that commitment and that motive. What are your habitual patterns that have you not thrived? You know, what is your habitual patterns? Do you manipulate? What areas in your, and, and are those areas that you manipulate, are they effective? Is it working for you? How is it working for you? So, well, what did you like best about this podcast? I request you subscribe to my podcast and rate it a number five. What topics would you like to hear me talk on? When you get hand and lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? Remember, with an attitude of gratitude, you can make lemonade. Tell me about your how you thrive. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, email me at wendyb at thriving at 60.com. Keep a thriving. Thank you for listening to thriving at 60.com with Wendy B. What did you like best about the podcast? Email wendyb at thriving at 60.com. Keep up on the latest by subscribing to the podcast. Also, drop by the website and rate the show. Turn lemons into lemonade at thriving at 60.com.